Welcome to episode 62 of the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcast. It's Tuesday, the 7th of June, 2016, and you're listening to a podcast with one guy named Wayne. And one guy named Paul. Wayne, what are we doing today for episode 62? Episode 62, we're going to review the movie Now You See Me 2. And we're also going to, in a completely unrelated countdown, (laughs) give you our favorite or our top 10 car chases in movies. Yeah, and we couldn't possibly do this one alone, could we, really? Hell no, it's pretty big. Mm, It's such a big countdown that we had to invite on a guest. That's right. We have a special guest with us this week, people. He's a good friend of ours. He's a listener of the show. He's a software engineer, but he still managed to get married. And he's also quite the motoring enthusiast. Here as a guest of the show who is a man who's known us for 20 damn years. Please welcome Christian. What's up, dog? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Welcome to the show. <laughs> That's right. And we are hoping you'll bring some level of expertise that Wayne and I might lack because you've been big in saying, you know, this is wrong, you got that wrong, and fuck this and fuck that. <laughs> so here's your chance to be on mic and get it right. And whoop ass at the same time. It's fine with me. <laughs> yeah, um, um, this will be... Uh, a bit new for me, not yelling at my car stereo, instead yelling at you in person. So. Long-term listeners of the show will be familiar with a couple of times we've mentioned Christian, so it's nice to have him actually here to represent himself rather than be misrepresented by one of us. Yeah, I expect to get angry. <laughs> Before we get to today's film review, let's go back to last week's top 10 cult films because there was a few stragglers in terms of people getting back to us on Twitter and uh-huh. they wanted their nominations acknowledged on the podcast. So, first of all, from the Movie Saurus Rex podcast, which is at MREX podcast, a great little show if you're not listening to it, member of Pod and Family, and the subject of a future crossover countdown, once we get ourselves organised, they said, The Big Lebowski, The Room, for how awfully quotable it is, Yeah, and American Movie, which is a great documentary, watch it. Really? Yeah, says Hooch from that show. Then from We Fact Up podcast, at We Fact Up the cultiest of the cult, they said. American astronaut. Love it. Now, I watched the trailer because I provided the link to the trailer. What? Holy fucking shit. Really? What is it? This might be a little bit even left of field of what I would watch. So well, you, no, you that guys is haven't saying seen something. it? Mm. Are you kidding me? I've never heard of that before. Mm. Okay, but thank you, nevertheless. Cool, the, thank you, guys. What was the name of that one? American astronaut. Mm. Then from Travis Hayes, which is at Rasslin Fan 2009, mm-hmm. Walking Tall, which I assume is the Dwayne T. Johnson The Rock film. I fucking saw that movie. Yeah, I wouldn't. I thought it was it cult. Mm, yeah, it's cunt. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's just like... that's not the way to denigrate a listener's <laughs> first view of the show. No, you know what? Thank, thank you for that. I actually did watch it, and I remember going, "Eh, this is okay." I did not know it was cult for, uh, cult mm. status, though. Mm, so, I, but hey, okay, happy to learn. Forgettable. That's how I describe it. Oh, there you go. Comments from the super guest. <laughs> <laughs> from Truman T. Grimes at Penrose Eames, Boondock Saints for sure. Yeah. Which is one that got very close to my list. Not bad. Then Great. from The Natural at The J. Giles, J-A-Y Giles. Days are Confused, Big Trouble in Little China, and They Live. Two out of the three were on my list, and Days are Confused, I can totally understand. Yeah, me too. And that is the extent of the feedback from last episode, or the catch-up to last episode. There's plenty of people who've shared their best car chases, though, later on today. So if you have shared, listen along, and we'll get to those later in the show. All right, let's get into a review of Now You See Me 2. Hey, 
Well Now You See Me was an unexpected box office hit in 2013, and even though it had the dumbest, shittiest, bullshittest ending to a movie ever, I actually quite enjoyed it, in spite of myself. I don't know why. I don't know why. So I had some level of hopes for this sequel, Now You See Me 2, where you've got the, these, the same four horsemen, and uh, except, no. no, sorry, the same except <laughs> for one chick. They replaced Isla Fisher with Lizzie Kaplan. Mistake! We won't, we'll, get, we'll get into that later. And they're pitched back into the scheming with their covert staff, including Mark Ruffalo. But they're quickly outwitted, revealing Rhodes' identity and, and forcing them to flee. And, and, you know, the stakes get fucking high and shit. Big surprise. But it's a, it's, it's a magic movie. It's a magic movie. And by that, I don't mean magical movie. I mean a movie about magic. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so with thanks to Natalie Cameron and Event Cinemas, we got to see this at an early screening during the week. It is a film that is directed by John N. M., I should say, Chu, and written by Ed Solomon, who is also, I believe, one of the writers on the first film, and stars Jesse Eisenberg, Mark Ruffalo, Woody Harrelson, Dave Franco, Daniel Radcliffe, Lizzie Kaplan, Jay Chow, Sanaa Lathan, and that's enough. Michael Caine also <laughs> fucking pops up. Because, you know, apparently if you've seen all the advertising material, he is in it. Really? Yeah. So I they, saw the trailer. I couldn't remember seeing him in there. No. Again. So kind of in the advertising campaign, yeah. they give away this fact that Michael Caine does come up in the film, which yeah. is really shit. I forgot that. And when mm. he turned up, I'm like, oh, that'll, what's up? Christian, did you see this film or indeed its predecessor? I haven't seen this one. I saw the predecessor. Can't believe they made a second one. All oh, right. Is that, that good? Okay. Did you, did you like the first one at all? Uh, maybe I thought it was okay up until towards... The, yeah, no, that, the ending is... That it's, twist. It's ridiculous, right? That was, and it makes no sense and it's shit. Mm. But, that, but I'm kind of surprised now that it didn't ruin the whole movie for me. So that's why I'm intrigued about this movie. It ruined the whole movie for me. Really? Okay. Yeah, it was, it was Gone Girl. Gone <laughs> <laughs> Girl was good! All right, fuck it. We'll talk well, about that. Well, the first time ever in movie history reviews that Gone Girl has been compared to Now You See Me. <laughs> But okay, all right, Wayne, tell us what you thought initially about Now You See Me 2. Okay, let's talk about how you have an attitude before you walk into a movie. I'm going to tell you viewers something. To have a shot at enjoying this movie, like at all, you need to surrender your thinking to the ideology that the things these magicians do in the movie are a result of them just being magicians rather than actively asking yourself, how'd they do it? They do tell you how they do most of the big kind of like scams in this movie mm, but there's section well, for, for, for no. the most part for the most part i tell you about two or three things y- yeah well you admit look i'm not saying it's plausible but i am saying that it's not completely trust us and just accept that we do this shit they do there sort is of a shot a few in things. the trailer where jesse eisenberg's character falls backwards into a puddle of water and dissolves into water that's one of the things that i'm telling you you have to make your brain allow that <laughs> okay this is just one of their tricks they're not going to show us how it's done but that's fine see if you don't do that if you don't keep that open mind and don't set yourself in if you sit there like a complete paul who just sits <laughs> there and tries to poke holes in each sequence you're going to be a miserable skeptical anus who doesn't know how to enjoy movies that's what you're going to be all right so that's what well, so I'm just going to say that right off the bat. Paul, what did you think of this movie? <laughs> <laughs> well, as Wayne may have alluded, this was a very hard film to swallow. It is so convoluted. It is so full of so many different plot contrivances that if you think about it for one millisecond, the entire film falls apart under the weight of its own conceit. Yes. And again, I'm telling you not to do that. Now, look, I'm not saying this is a wonderful movie. I'm not saying that at all. Thank In fuck. Fact, I am, however, telling you that you need if you if you don't have that, you don't have anything. You have to walk in and just allow that to happen. A little bit like the first movie, wouldn't you say, Inkster? Yeah, but I think that any movies about 
magicians in particular need to have more than just the tricks that they're doing. Like if it, yeah, 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 like, absolutely. Like the camera can be cut in different ways, and so you need to have more invested in in the characters than some trick they're going to do because in a movie they can do anything. Well, yes, exactly. It's all CGI. Well, sadly, there is not much to invest in here because our four horsemen, as Wayne has already said, we lose Isla Fisher, who is the the female first horseman in the first. Well, and the first Perth time. represent, and that's right from Perth. Sadly, and gets replaced by Lizzie Kaplan, and Wayne already emphasised how <gasps> terrible she is in the film. Well, none of the other horsemen are that much better. The only person whose character is expanded from the first film is Woody Harrelson, when they add one of the most cliched plot elements known to humankind. Yeah, this, is a, this is a fucking problem. I can, we can say this, okay? There's a character in the fucking movie, and it's basically Woody Harrelson's twin brother, <gasps> played by Woody Harrelson. With hair. With hair. Sorry, with a plug. Sorry, with, with ma- hair. Yeah, with, with, a, with, a, with, with a, a wig and yeah. these ridiculous prosthetic teeth, mm-hmm. and it is fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it is like, I found him so annoying, right? And I, when he was introduced, I'm like, man, I hope this motherfucker gets written out right now. I was fucking not, like... You were not on board. No, exactly. So that gave me the total shits, but not as much shits as fucking Lizzie Kaplan. I don't even understand like why they did I mean I guess there was some contract negotiation. I don't know I don't know why no, I've not been able to work out why Isla Fisher Isla Fisher didn't return. Right. I can understand why Lizzie Kaplan jumped into the hole though because her career is not exactly stellar. No, but this is the thing. They could choose a whole bunch of people for this. This is a hit movie, a sequel to a hit movie. There would be a list for that role. Like you and you could give it to a bunch of different people and unless they were like mm, we can't afford anyone good. Here, have five bucks and be in the movie, right? In in one level, they've gone, let's not just go for eye candy, let's go for what I assume they think is acting chops. But that's the the, shit! She is, in a film which is already utterly ridiculous, she's dialed up to 11. Yeah! This is the thing about this movie, okay? I mean, I was giving Paul shit at the beginning and stuff like that, but having said that, (laughs) the chronic trickiness in this movie inevitably gives you like a diminishing return. You just get used to all that sort of thing. And part of that whole situation is that everyone is given shit lines to say. Whoever wrote this script is crap, okay? Now, the difference between Lizzie Kaplan and, let's say, Mark Ruffalo is that everyone has to deal with shit lines, but she doesn't do it well. Yeah. You know, Mark Ruffalo, you can look at the scene and it's like, mm, he's really made that work as well as he possibly could, given those lines. Same with uh, J.C. Eisenberg. I think he's a good actor. Lizzie Kaplan is just opens her mouth and it's annoying. And it's, oh, that sounds hokey. And that sounds stupid or whatever, you know. And I just it's really found it annoying. Mm. The Epic Film Guys, or Nick in particular from the Epic Film Guys, would... Yeah. Suggests that I hate Jesse Eisenberg. I don't hate Jesse Eisenberg. In fact, he's one of the better parts of this film. I agree. Which is saying a whole heck of a lot, really. Or maybe it's just like saying the shiniest turd in the bowl <laughs> is the best turd. I don't. I don't know. It's still a turd, but he at least. But that's the one you photograph and send to your friends. <laughs> <laughs> he at least is understated enough and doesn't try to overawe the audience. And whereas Lizzie Kaplan, in particular. And to a lesser extent, Woody Harrelson's twin, because he's his normal character in the film is fine, but it's his twin that's annoying. Yeah, yeah. And also, and sorry. then we get Daniel Radcliffe coming into play as as one of the baddies. He and was, what, what did you think of him? Uh, well, it's, it's weird, isn't it? That you have a maybe that's being a bit ironic or meta to have the Harry Potter Harry guy Potter be the magician, being a who's magician not who's not that great or yeah. just has a lot of money and whatever uh, else. I don't know. Look, I didn't mind. I actually didn't. When I looked, I said, "Oh, that's Radcliffe." I didn't necessarily think, "Oh, there's Harry Potter," because I've never really seen the Harry Potter. No, and I'm not so, a Harry Potter fan either, so I'm probably right. In that same so boat. I, I think that's a that's that's a fun thing. I don't mind that casting choice. I think the role was probably fine. Like it was not. 
particularly wonderful or anything. He did okay. He did okay. Okay, okay yeah. Look, there's the occasional nice shot. There's some you know, moments where it oh, looks sorry. okay. I, sorry, yeah, we've been dragging on it a bit. Yeah. I think it's actually a quite a pretty movie. Mm. But it's really nice to look at. And that's definitely the thing that I would say is the good thing about this movie. It is actually well made. Yeah, it's well constructed. So I've just been flicking through on the IMDb page. And I've I got to be honest, I don't know who this Lizzie Kaplan yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. I recognized her when I saw her, but I couldn't tell you where she's been. Does yeah, know? her face is definitely familiar, And but I've just gone through all the IMDb photos and they've all been either of, from this movie or something called Masters of Sex, which I have not seen. Uh, I've, I've glimpsed that show. Okay, okay. Yep. I think she might have been in Cloverfield, the original one, not 10 Cloverfield Lane as well. Oh, okay. So what was so annoying about her? Well, over okay, the top. She's well, over the top. Everything's, over the, yeah, everything's weird. Everything's over the top. And also there's this weird, like, they're sort of trying to play this love interest situation, romantic entanglement with James Franco. Dave Franco. Sorry, Dave Franco. <laughs> <laughs> sure, like, there's a difference. No, there is, there is. And that whole thing where she's trying to crack onto him is shit. Awkward and forced. It's awkward and forced. And also, as, a, as an audience member, I'm like, man, if I was him, I'd be like, I wouldn't fuck her with Jesse's dick. He's not interested. <laughs> Why would he even be like, it, it's, it's, everything doesn't work about it. So. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Look. There are also there's a couple of big set pieces of the film, and arguably the best part of the film is a card. No, card trick's not the right word, but a scene in the movie where they are trying to steal the MacGuffin, which is the best scene in the movie, yeah, where they try to lift it from a you know the perfect place that can never be stolen from, and they are incorporating all of their amazing tricks, primarily their card tricks, yeah. to do it right. Except when you examine this scene, as much as it's fun and entertaining and, and well shot and all the rest of it. It makes not a lick of sense. Well, it's just that the search for all four... They search all four members at yeah. the same time, and the search seems to go on for about fucking 20 minutes. Yeah, so imagine the scene where they are patting down four people simultaneously, and the four people have this card-shaped object that it's they're a circuit, flinging... It's a circuit board, which so, they use yeah. like a playing card. They're flinging it to one another and catching it because that's how good their skills are without anyone noticing it, and then flipping it around their body without it being caught. Except they keep flicking it to the guy or the girl who is next in line to be searched in that particular area of yeah. their body. Yeah. And before we, before we rag Willie on it, this is a great scene, and I, as a moviegoer, am happy to sit there and go, huh. Like this, okay? And just go, all right, that's fine. I found how, that How very, did it go again? Huh. That's how I do it, man. So... I, I liked it. I mean, I, I actually, I know it was like bullshit and literally long and stuff like that, but I was, I'm glad they put it in there. It's the thing I remember about the it was movie. Stylish. Exactly. It was very stylish and very, yeah, a CGI splashed like a motherfucker, but so what? It, that's fine. That's how you make these movies. Mm-hmm. So I actually didn't mind it at all. They're in a vault and everything. It's a whole like thing that they have to do and get it out and there's metal detectors. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Well, it, look, it would have been okay if not for the ridiculous setup of the whole scene and the way it was executed, but it did look good. And it was entertaining. Yes, absolutely. Well, okay, look, we could say a lot more about the film, except we would spoil a whole heck of a lot. Yeah. So, probably have to stop there, because this film only came out a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Except I have to say this. What? This entire film lives and dies by the fact that the horsemen are apparently able to see the future. Because in their entire mm-hmm. convoluted end plan rests on everybody doing exactly what they thought and standing where they thought they would be and being in the right place at the right time. Oh, dude, I didn't even think about that. I'm oh, like, of my course God. they're in the right spot. I would argue it's even worse than to- the end to Now You See Me. Ah, uh, no, because the ending <laughs> of Now You See Me was like, fuck off. No. We've seen the whole time. That can't be possible. I thought the same. When they reveal their plan, by the way, their, their plan ends in New Year's Eve in London and everybody's, the audience, or not, they're meant to represent the audience, People in and along the Thames are standing around applauding what they do not understand. 
Yeah, they're just so happy. No, no, no. If you if you start to pull out that thread, okay. Oh, the whole film falls apart. No, Funny that. you can't. Even, dude, how'd they fucking even set up all the screens and shit in fucking London near the Irons? Mm-hmm. It's all and the you lighting. Can't, you can't even. By the time the end comes, you can't ask that question for the first time. Yeah, in other words, what you're trying to say here is exactly what I said at the start. If you think about this for one second, this which, movie is complete. Which garbage. I recommend you don't. Yeah. If you enjoy happiness, yeah. <laughs> if you, okay. Well, if you go, I guess maybe there's a contract that you you've said this before on the podcast. There's a contract that the audience enters into with the director or the, or the filmmaking team. This is the kind of film where your contract is detach brain. Yes, which yeah, yeah. And and even having said all of that, I still think that unfortunately the film sort of becomes a little bit tedious. Yeah. It's not boring or anything like that. It's just that you see it over and over and over, and the effect just lo- loses over over the time. Yeah. So. What is uh, what is your score then? One and a half stars. Whoa, really? Well, now you see <laughs> me too. Yeah, I was not impressed at all. And the more I've talked about today, the angrier I've gotten. It was two stars <laughs> at the start of today's podcast. Holy shit. It's now one and a half. <laughs> okay, I was about to ask. So should I wait two years? Watch it on Netflix. But one, one. What did you say? One and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah remember, Whoa. this is fucking Paul. Though. That's true. Uh, <laughs> every- Oscar the Grudge reviewing shit. The hero didn't die. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Very few people got cut in half in this motherfucker. <laughs> So, you know, I'm just saying. Fuck you both. (laughs) Not enough one shots. (laughs) Okay. Well, all right. You know what? To be fair, though, my rating is two. Two two hours out of five. Oh, well, there you go. So so am I never watching this film? Or should I, like, Netflix... Saturday Netflix, night. Exactly. Well, hopefully it's a Tuesday. Yeah. Nah, man. You okay. know, I've got, <laughs> oh, yeah. Chris got a little baby now. This yeah. is it. These two motherfuckers got kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's put it this way. We won't be sitting around watching it together on a Saturday night. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. This is, this is definitely enjoying, enjoyable enough for yeah. you to hang, chill, crack a fucking cold one, and then just go. Wait, wait, home. wait. You just gave it four out of ten. It fails. Just emphasize that, please. I d- your, yes. My 3 out of 10 and your 4 out of 10, not that far apart. Okay, the emotional accountant strikes again, everyone. <laughs> because it fails doesn't mean it wasn't necessarily something you might enjoy. It's just as a movie, it's not that... It's like it's, it's, it's four a fail. Out of 10. Well, for me, 4 out of 10 means I'm at a hotel. It's the only thing on television. Yes. Watch it. You're, yeah, on, yeah, you're, yeah. you're on a plane... Ooh. And you've got no. nothing else to watch. That, that's good. the level. Plane. 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 It's a plane movie. Right? Plane, plane movie. movie. Okay. There you you go. always were curious. Maybe we should introduce a new up. ranking system here, like yeah. plane movie, hotel movie, <laughs> Netflix. Yeah, but that'll just be movies you fucking hate, and then we'll never end the podcast. Well, because like Netflix, like I have options. You know, I can play a video game. You know, I can watch other stuff. Well, yeah, okay. In that case, I would recommend a but few, you things, play other a few games. things before this. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's like this between this yeah. and, I don't know, fucking okay, Arnold and Pond, you're there. All right. Well, not great, but there you go. That's our review of Now You See Me Too. Watch it at your own risk. And, well, before we go any further, we should now cut to our hashtag pod and family promos, a group of podcasts that have come together to advertise one another and promote one another, which is working really well for our show, and we like to return the love. Here is... The aforementioned Movie Saurus Rex podcast and their little promo that they cut specifically for us. Thank you, gentlemen. Hooch and Tom. Yep. It's a great little podcast. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, please do so. And they will beg you openly on the show and indeed in this particular promo to support them. So please do. The Countdown Pod do this thing called Cinema Etiquette where they talk about things that piss them off when they go to the cinema. So what pisses you off most when you go to the cinema? Those people that slurp and rustle. Arseholes. Wankers. All of them. Um, I can't stand when people buy nachos. Yeah, that's a point of cinema food. It's like you're sat in the dark and you've got the messiest fucking food with you. What? Dropping guacamole all over you. You might as well eat a fucking roast dinner, you know? <laughs> or spaghetti bolognese. What, what, why is nachos suddenly like associated with going to the cinema? 
They just don't belong together. Wankers. Yeah, arseholes. If you want to hear more stuff like this, head over to the Moviesaurus Rex podcast. Or don't. Or, or don't. It don't, <laughs> it don't really fucking matter, does it? Do what you want. But yeah, uh, maybe maybe do. Or don't. Please. <laughs> please. Please. Please listen to us. News on the mark. The year 2014. Two best friends set out on a journey to produce the best content related to all things film. In 2015, they founded a podcast to share their passions with the world. From rants, lisps, and beer, to trailers, challenges, and premieres, Nick and Justin have you covered. Find the Epic Film Guys podcast at epicfilmguys.podbean.com and follow the show on Twitter. And we'll see you at the movies. This week's countdown is the best 10 car chase scenes in cinema history. And as we mentioned, Christian is along today to help us out with that countdown. He's been very patient waiting for us to rag all on Now You See Me 2. <laughs> now you get to contribute and, well, what's the word I'm looking for here? Justify your presence. <laughs> Justify my presence. Paul pinging ass over here, man. Paul's like, fuck it. Let's make them work. Fuck it. Yeah, justify my presence. You're not an intern, you know. No. Well, that's you're not being paid either. So you're a volunteer. No, my presence is to. Ju- uh, I'm justifying my presence by saying that uh, I'm here um, with my two celebrity friends, <laughs> as, as my brother would put you, because really? he listens to the show all Bila. the time. Yep, Bila good listens on to the show. What's up, Bila? Good man. Hey, yeah, Bila. I think the problem is that he's recently moved to Melbourne and doesn't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> and so you are the friends in his ears. You know what? We're that for a lot of people. Yeah. 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 Oh, he he also wanted to let you guys know that he loves the intro. Yeah. Oh, okay. And Bill is a sound engineer, so yeah, he fuck loves you, the Paul. intro. And if I just got my phone out, I can't can't get it now. But thank God you finally bought some fucking audio equipment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I told you he was a sound engineer. To say. <laughs> well, thank you, Bill, for the feedback, thank and thank you, you for conveying that, Christian. And your thoughts on the on the intro, which is a hot topic of conversation around here. I quite like it, to be honest. I I mean. What someone said it's cringeworthy or something yes. like that? Yeah. I I don't think so. Word, I, everyone. I'm hearing a whole lot so. of guesses. One guy talking. If you guys think that that is the most cringeworthy thing you guys do, <laughs> you're delusional. We don't think it. No, no, we, Some people do. I know when people are cringing when <laughs> yeah. I talk. Trust me. Yeah, you haven't seen The Godfather and you did a countdown of gangster films. <laughs> I know. It's a, Can we just clarify here? Wayne is uh, Christian is looking at Wayne. Yeah, not, sorry, not I'm looking at Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I know. I'm new to this. I'm new to this. Shit went down. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you still haven't seen it, I bet. No, but you know, it's on the list. Yeah. <laughs> the very long, long. Right after Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Well, <laughs> no, no, a, no, I, I, I should say before we get started, I am impressed. I remember what was it a year ago? Yeah. Maybe at Paul's place, uh, we were talking about it. You guys were going to start doing it, and I said you got to be consistent. Release one every week. And have you missed a week? We just had, we had one week off for, uh, for oh, fuck. Christmas. Well, then forget all my praise. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, no, I am impressed. Yeah, thank well, you thank very you, much. Thank you very, very kind much. of you, man. All right, well, on that note, then perhaps you can lead off today as a special guest. Yeah. Uh, okay. Your uh, yep, number so, 10 car chase. Yeah. yeah, this is actually difficult, I thought, because what is exactly a car chase? Mm-hmm. Um, right. You know, is, is it one car chasing another? Is it one car being chased by a bunch of cars? Is it action on the cars? Is it? I think it's any of the above. Yep. Here's yep. the thing. As long as there's a car and there's a chase, 
Even if someone's running after a car on foot. Yep. Okay. It's a car chase. Okay. Technically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look, I, I actually think that this is a this is going to be a podcast where we're going to cross up a lot Probably. At, at different points. I don't know if there's going to be a clear winner. There should be. It's mine. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, and actually, my 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 number ten, which I'll start off with, is probably the most touch and go in terms of is it a car chase or not. Okay. okay. And that is from the Fast and the Furious. It is the drag race. That's your number 10? That is my number 10. So Paul Walker's first drag race. Paul Walker's yeah, yeah, okay. uh, first drag race. If you remember, you've got the four cars lined up. Yep. It's totally, uh, it must be the year 2000 because it, we are talking like Max Rice yeah, at this point race, in time. Total race. All the cars are Japanese imports. And I just <laughs> Max think that the. Rice. <laughs> full, yeah, it was full it's race. okay. I'm married to a Japanese woman. I'm allowed to say whatever. <laughs> um, I just think that the way that it's filmed is just really impressive. Like it, it, so it's a quarter, it's, a quarter mile. It's a quarter mile. So we're talking second? 10 seconds, 10 second right? Goal, yeah. And I'm pretty sure that it lasts for something like two minutes, yes, this clip. It does. And I don't At mind least. that. I don't mind that because it had, well, what can they do? It clips over in 10 minutes? Uh, 10 I seconds? mean, the whole thing's ridiculous. I mean, the bottom starts falling out of Paul Walker's car when he, when he turns on the NOS. Forget I, that. He's got a fucking laptop on the left, yeah. right? And he's <laughs> Manifold like, warning. Yeah. Manifold and warning. And he's got time in 10 seconds of trying not to die <laughs> to fucking adjust yeah. shit. That is the best bit, I reckon. The manifold, I mean, that's, that's huge. Well, but, I've actually, I've included this one just as a sort of a like a to pay a little bit of respect for this for this series of films because I absolutely basically hate everything from this point onwards. Really, with, with this franchise, no Tokyo Drift for you. Tokyo Drift actually has a bit of a nostalgia no. spot because I was actually in Tokyo at the time, and now if I watch it again, like the <laughs> listeners don't know, but I've lived in Tokyo for the last three or so years, so it's like, hey, yeah, yeah. I know this no, corner, no, no, I know that totally corner, do, yeah. I know where that is. I also know that most of the actors aren't Japanese. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've included it for that reason. No, I think Although. that's a pretty good call. I didn't. Even, it didn't hit my head as like a, a chase scene or No, it's not. It's not a chase, but I mean, they are cars they are chasing, chasing each other. Time. And, yeah, and no, also it, it qualifies in my it's, opinion. It's also the source of probably more liners between us for the last sixteen years no shit, than a whole yeah, lot of I, other no, films. No, Granny shifting, not double clutching yeah. like you should. Yeah, I don't live my life a quarter mile. Yeah, I live my life a quarter mile at a time. What's the retail on that? More than you can afford. Ferrari. Ferrari. That's right. No, that's good. Yeah, you're right. That, you know what? That movie was great as a result of that. Yeah. Swat I mean, it's ridiculous and it only got more ridiculous as the franchise continued. But no, no, at I, that point in time, I was into those cars. I thought the movie still was stupid, but... What's that? The Honda C- you used to have Honda CR. I used to have a Honda CRX, then I bought a Lancer. Yeah. Evo, Evo man. That didn't Evo. come in until Fast and Furious 2. <laughs> Before you moved on to the Hyundai Gets... <laughs> hey. Never thought that would come up on air. <laughs> hey man, when you got a baby, you can't be flying around your no, damn no, no. It was it was before the baby, and it was indeed your wa- your future wife's favorite car. I understand. <laughs> she <laughs> she hated that car. <laughs> oh, funny. Yeah, never never buy a Japanese woman a a Korean car. <laughs> He's rolling on an Audi now, so it's all good. Yeah, it's all right. All right, my number ten is from a much loved Michael Bay film around these parts. It is The Rock. <laughs> Yeah, the scene no. featuring Mason charging off driving a Humvee and Goodspeed driving after him in a stolen Ferrari. Three five five. Yeah, you this know is on my yeah. list. Yeah, it's on your list. Okay, so it's coming up again. Interesting. I definitely considered this one mm. for my list, and then I thought to myself, because like, because God, I spent days watching fucking yeah. car chases, man. <laughs> yes. After a while, they meld into each other. But this one here had less, like, it was not as long and that sort of thing. I think that's why I left it off. But it is a great scene. I, I don't mind brevity in a scene. Like, is that yeah. about four minutes, maybe five minutes? This scene, that's okay. Whereas, and it, and it might be on your one of your lists later on. The, the original Gone in sixty seconds, thirty three minute car chase scene. I basically turned it off at the 10-minute mark. I'm like, no, nah, can't do it anymore. I'm me, done. Me, yeah. me too. Me too. I saw the whole thing. 
Sorry, We're, I don't. I don't want to talk too much about that one because it's not. It's not on my list. But okay. I worry if it is on any. No, of it's your not list. on mine. Not on mine. Not, okay, right. Yeah, the problem with that one is it's an hour and a half film, and the car chase goes for thirty minutes. Yep. Man, it goes for forty-two minutes. If you if you count. Oh, all the I saw flashbacks. the edited version on YouTube. No, so. no, that's not in my list. It's, no, not on mine either because it's, it's too, too long, long and. Nah, we it, speak of the original Gone in 60 yeah, yeah. Seconds. I've got no. So what <laughs> I'm trying to say here one. is, as long as it's quality, it doesn't have to be quantity. I guess in my book, yeah, and this yeah. is a short scene, relatively speaking, with some great stunts in it. And the only reason it's number ten and not higher up is one, too much shaky cam. Yep. And two, too many efforts to be funny. Oh well, so, why not? Yeah, oh, well, that, 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 that was good. okay. I love that. That was great. That was great. That was a good line and perfectly delivered by Nick Cage back when he could act. But. <laughs> It's the back the when uh, back when you hadn't had enough. That's yeah, basically exactly. what it is. The African American, uh, crane, whatever that uh, San Fran tram driver, the tram, is. tram, and he's just like, oh, "I'm running on to your lives," <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, come on!" Yes, he's worried about his tram, which is also his baby. Yeah, well, that was crap. That bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually written a note about this one. When the, when the tram tram explodes three stories in the yeah. air, <laughs> why is it exploding three stories in the <laughs> air? Like, but then, but then it's got the uh, the. The classic, it's Michael Bay, this film, right? Yes. Yep. It's got the classic Michael Bay, like, 270-degree cam sweep the around hero Nicolas shot. Cage. Yeah, the, the hero, hero shot. That's the hero the shot's be- amazing. That's almost the best thing about the fucking show. And then you've yeah. got the dude saying, hey, man, you just you fucked, fucked up, up your, your Ferrari. Ferrari. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, mine. Yeah, no. I, I, for me, it was nostalgia. The Ferrari 355 is probably my favorite car of all time. Really? Uh, so that gets it in there. Yeah, I got okay. it in there. Yellow was cool. No, was uh, cool and also, San Francisco. Is the place to have a car chase for sure, for so sure. Shit, man. And we might we may refer back to at least I'll be referring back to is San one Fran of the places later on in this pod in this countdown. Yeah, very nice. Well, folks, my number ten is a James Bond movie car chase. Mm, nice. I wonder if you it's know, mine. I don't know if it is because I don't think a lot of people think of this one as a car chase, but it is. It's from Tomorrow Never Dies. Oh no, no. Where there is a high rise multiplex car, car park mm. and James Bond is driving his tricked-out BMW via remote control from the back seat with his phone, somehow evading multiple bad guys, rocket launchers, gunfire, and other moving cars. Okay? So, look, this is a James Bond movie in the Brosnan era, so it's ridiculous. Okay? No one's asking you to take this seriously. Mm -hmm. But it's still fun, and I remember laughing audibly when the scene culminates in him driving the car off a roof into an Avis car rental showroom. That, that shit was all very good. Like, I, I actually aspire to that. I want my phone to be able to control my car. That would be the yeah, shit. Yeah, because you're not lazy enough already. Dude, forget about it. <laughs> you walk out of a restaurant with your date, and then she's like, where'd you park the car? And then you just go, hold on, baby. <laughs> Fucking car. <laughs> It's Pulls not, it's up not the Batmobile, Wayne. Then pops Let open a door. Dude, donuts and blowjobs all night, I'm telling you. All right? So that's... <laughs> that's a weird combination, but okay. <laughs> I think you got the order wrong as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Thank God I didn't even think of this one. But this is... this is Well, I guess because I didn't consider it a car chase as much as like a, a battle scene. It or is like br- it, an, an action scene, scene involving yeah. a car. Because it's yeah. basically around one level of a car park mainly, right? No, no, oh, no, no, that's park, right. When he top. parks it. That's right. He parks it in the Avis rental car thing it's, at yeah, the end. He, he barrels through the fucking barrier. Yeah, yeah, he goes down it three stories end. into thing. That shit is cool, man. Yeah, it was good. So, you know, that's an old fave. Yeah. All right. There we go. Nice. Go. Thank you. Your number nine, Chris. My number nine, which I would think would appear on your list, is the car chase from The Raid 2. Ah. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's not, not, my, it's not, not on my list, list, but I am well familiar with this I, one. I actually was tempted to not include this one because I think it's actually more of an action scene than yeah, a car chase. That's exactly, but that said, I mean, this is this is impressive. Mm-hmm. I'm not actually as big a fan of the Raid films as you guys are. Mm-hmm. I actually find it, although I think the action is amazing, 
I almost feel like it's too much. Well, that second movie went on a little long. Yeah. In my opinion. But yeah, go on. But that said, this is a great chase scene. It's cool because of all the kung fu chop socky shit happening inside the car. And then it's a, it's a pretty uh, competent like sort of like car chase as well. But you put them together and I understand why you would remember it. I, sure. I don't know what, I don't know what the budget scene. I don't know what the budgets for this these films are, but some of the camera shots that they put into it are just Oh yeah. Well, there's an awesome surprising shot. would be the word. There's an awesome shot where they they obviously have recreated a car bottom and it's directly yeah, it's overhead. from above. It's yes. from above. That's and that's, that's really great. Cool. There's a couple of great stunts where dudes get you know knocked out of the car while yep. it's driving along, hitting something else, and the whole scene is Rama, the, the main character, is being chased by his mate. Yep. Who's yep. He's in, trying to save him. Or trying to save him, him, and he's got four thugs around him, yep. and he's fighting off the four thugs while the mate around him is dealing with the escorting motorbikes and That's cars right. or whatever. And you know what? It's all about that, man. Like the, the more shit you can put into it, just a car chase scene, well, the, you know, yeah. the better. The only That's reason, works. the only thing I found negative about this, otherwise, it's higher up my list, obviously, because okay. I haven't talked about it yet. The only reason it's not even higher again is one, because what you said, it's not a pure car chase, yeah. it's got other things, but two, they do speed the footage up in a couple of shots. Yeah, that is that is, is true. That so? Yeah. Yep. yeah. yeah. Uh, you can, you can sort can of tell. see it, but I kind of put that down to budget as well. I mean, exactly. if, if you get get up towards the higher end of my list, they put all the budget into, into the that car scene. chase. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I can I can forgive that in yeah. some ways. Yeah. Look, it's, look, it's on my list. It's a great car chase scene. I'm not, not arguing. Great. All right. My number nine is also from a James Bond film, but it's a different James Bond car chase. Of course, because James Bond is the shit. And technically, it doesn't even involve two cars. It is from Goldeneye, Piers Brosnan's first ever... With the tank? With the tank. Oh, fuck. Of this course, man. way higher on my Okay, mine. right. Way higher. <laughs> I was asking you about this earlier in the week. Can yeah. I include a tank car chase? I, I, I remember you said... Can I include things that aren't cars? And I said, Yeah, I think so. Why not? And I didn't vehicle chase. We Maybe you said tank, and it stuck in my mind because yeah. I went and searched it out. I, no, I did notice someone brought it up on Twitter, and I thought, Fuck! No, no, you'll yeah, get you'll, you'll get, get no argument from me. Yeah. This scene was fucking awesome. Yeah, even with the thing with the statue, still oh, awesome. That kind of lost that, me. That lost me a little bit. The statue. Oh, really? But, yeah. I think that that is that's like pure James Bond. Yeah, man. this is yeah, peak, it does peak, not too campy James Bond. You got to remember, this is this is the first film, mm. his first. James Bond film. Yeah, 95. Yeah, and, and best. And best. Oh, definitely his best. Yeah, it's by far his best. And and up until the Daniel Craig films, the best James yeah, Bond Yeah, and film. that... and the, the Don't get me started on the N64 game. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, go on, please. That's right. But like the way that the... Just at the, even at the start, like the car ducks down the little alleyway. Yeah. And, he and he's in the tank. Through it. And he's like, well, how is he going to get in there? And he just drives through yeah. the building for 50 meters. Mm-hmm. That's and then the shit. It, or, or later on when the, when the police cars are chasing him and he just turns the, the tank around and they're all like... Oh, reverse. Shit, start reversing. Yeah. And he spins, spins the, the tracks. tracks. The tracks, yeah. The, the tracks, yeah. That Actually, was cool. But the highlight for me is when the car runs up his ass and he gets out, has a look over his shoulder, yep. adjusts his adjusts tie, his tie. and the then tie. gets back down and starts you driving. Again. Me? Yeah. That shit was awesome. Yeah, that was great. But great the- scene. And the I mean, even even putting the you you don't like this bit, obviously, but putting the statue on top. I mean, I was thinking to myself as I'm watching it, how, what are they going to do with this? What, right. ha- what happens? I think they did it perfectly. They knocked it off. Knocked it off. Yeah, it, yeah, was, it, was, yeah. it was perfect, like, campy James Bond. Yes, yes Not exactly. too much. Look, it made my list. Obviously, I like, I like yeah. it. It's a good, Just it's a great right scene. Note. Yeah. By the way, does anyone out there know if uh, you can do that with a tank? Do they have a clutch? Can you rev it and then spin the tracks? I, if, if, you, if you do, write in. Yeah, I have no <laughs> idea. I was going to look up the model of the tank, but then, I mean. Too much. Too much work. You have to go draw a line somewhere. Yeah, exactly. All right, your number nine, Wayne. My number nine is from a 1984 movie. I'm pretty sure this won't appear on either of your lists. The movie is called Against All Odds. And it what? was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a movie starring Jeff Bridges and James Woods, okay? And it was an old 1980s, real 1980s. I was nine when I saw this, okay? 
Um, it was like it's it's kind of a thriller, but if you look at the poster, it looks like a love story. This is one of my mom's kind of love stories, right? Yet it has this sweet balls fucking driving chase scene in it, where Jeff Bridges in a red Porsche and James Woods in a black Ferrari are just on the road, and they happen to hey, what's up? They see each other, kind of thing. They run into each other, and then somehow decide to have the most dangerous race in the history of time. For this thing, when it's shot, have a look at it, Google it, man. It's really fast-paced, frenetic, dangerous-looking, and it was actually, I remember as a kid, I was like, <gasps> I was doing that a lot, because it looks like they're about to smash into all these cars. It's really, really wicked, worth a look. Against all odds, it's entertaining. Okay, never seen it, so can't, yep. can't comment. Me neither. Mm. I... You know the Phil Collins song, though, right? Will you sing it to us? <clears throat> oh, Jesus. So take a look at me now. Huh? What am I, wait, what, what? I'm right? sorry, what? Motherfucker, what am I, Paul? <laughs> that shit was dead on. It's like Phil Collins is in the room with I us. I must be something wrong with my headphones. Eat my balls. No, I haven't seen it. Um, but you say it's your mum's kind of romance? It, it, it appears that way. It ends up being a thriller because there is some killing shit going on. But so it's... what are you recommending here? Like, should I just, like, YouTube this? Yes, YouTube okay, it. Right. YouTube not watch the, the whole thing. Against okay. the Lords, chase scene. Okay. Christian, you're... Oh, we're back to me. Yeah, no, you're okay. number eight. I'm kind of cheating here because I'm going to put two films in one. Paul does that all the fat-ass oh, time. Do you? Mm, do you do that? I have, all right. I have, okay, yes. well, this is actually both James Bond films. Word. Both Roger Moore films. Word. Mm. Uh, the first one is, for your eyes only, the Citroen 2CV chase. I don't know if you remember this. Is this it's the, the little of, yellow oh, Citroen no, no. that goes down the, um, well, it's supposed to be the side of a uh, Spanish villa. And the other car chase is the taxi car chase from A View to a Kill in through Paris. I'll, I'll just talk about the first one. Yeah, quickly. tell me the first one. Okay, the first, first one. one is, it's mainly nostalgia for me, I think, because it, technically I don't think it's that great a car chase, but this is actually the first James Bond film I ever saw. Right. I actually snuck into my cousin Adrian's room and he was watching it and it was apparently too violent for me to watch, but he let me stay and watch it. So, How old were you? Oh, God, I can't remember. Too young for it. But, shout out to Adrian. Yeah, shout out to Adrian. What up, eh? Who will never hear this. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and basically, it's a very non-Bond Bond chase scene. Okay. Really? And so I can't remember this one. Keep going. Uh, so they have to they have to get down what is basically these uh, bendy roads all the way down a mountain, and in between each bend, there's uh, like the olive trees or something like that. Okay. So the cars they're being pursued by, I think, might also be Citroens, but way more powerful Citroens. Right. And they're chasing them down. If such a thing exists. <laughs> Citroens are good cars, man. Um, <laughs> and so they have to you know cut corners and things like that. Right. And so they end up like driving down through the forest, basically, for a lot of this. And the car will tip over, but because it's such a small little car, they get out and they just push it back upright okay. and things like that. I think I do remember this. I think I do remember seeing this. Yeah, yeah. I, I, just, I just think people should check it out if they want to see something a little bit. It's very campy. Yeah, well, Roger Moore. Yeah, Roger, okay. Moore, Roger Moore, Bond. I'm not the biggest fan, but I like this. Yeah. And then the second one, sorry. What have I got listed here? Oh, yeah, The View to a Kill, which was a terrible film. This one is he's trying to chase... Someone, oh, a parachuter, uh, Grace, Grace, Grace Jones. Jones. Grace Jones. He's chasing Grace Jones. He doesn't know it's Grace Jones at this time. And he basically hijacks a taxi. Yeah. And this involves, it, I think the chase in total is like less than two minutes. Right. But it involves a pretty awesome real stunt yeah. where he jumps from one truck to another truck. Yeah. But then also, and this might be the bit that you might remember, he gets rear-ended or hit on the side and the, and the whole back of the car comes off. And he's driving around on two wheels. And he's wheels. driving around yeah, on yeah, yeah. the front wheels. This. I remember this now. Oh, and I should have also mentioned he also lost the roof by a boom gate or something like that. Because <laughs> that's so, what boom gates do. <laughs> yeah. I just, that those two have always stuck in my mind. They're not technically really good car chases, but... I remember the 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 video kill one because I'm like, what's going on there? And someone told me it's a front-wheel drive. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> so, you know, I get yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. Bond love. 
All right, so my number eight is another Michael Bay film, and sadly, Christian, it's a film. Oh, fuck off! (laughs) How can there be another Michael Bay film in this? I tried to leave this off the list (laughs) because I knew it would upset you. Fuck! And it was better than nine and ten. It's not as good as seven through one, but it is Bad Boys Two. Bad Boys Two on the bridge. Oh yeah, dude, dude, dude. There is nothing wrong with this choice. That's a great fucking car chase, man. Bad Boys 2. Talking about the freeway chase, right? The freeway chase. Where they're throwing motherfucking cars. Cars coming off the truck that's carrying cars. That was great. What's wrong with this movie? What little respect I had for you guys is now gone. (laughs) You're telling me this wasn't a great I gave you all that praise about doing however many episodes in a row and then you're going to drop this shit. (laughs) This one. What car were they in? What car were they in? They were in a Ferrari. They were in this Ferrari. And what were they chasing? A truck. How long did this scene go for? Not long enough, in my opinion. Fuck. Just made no sense whatsoever. You should so this. Wait, 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 wait. You don't like how this scene looked. You don't like Martin Lawrence hanging out of the side of the window for no reason. And the car flying over his head. Yeah, the car flying over his head. This shit was great. This is on my list like a motherfucker. Oh, oh it is on your God. list. Okay. Oh, oh it's, it's even so higher on your list. Oh. Dude, you have no idea. It's oh, fucking great. The only thing I'm worried about here is that you haven't done this to fuck me and you actually believe this. I actually do. I would never do it oh, just to fuck me. 20 years, years we've known you and this is the moment I've been waiting for. No, <laughs> yeah, this is what, I actually believe that you set up a podcast, did 50 whatever episodes, just to drop this shit on me. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's fuck. the shit. Wait, wait. Well, tell me what you. What don't you like about no, this? You're right. This you are right that the Ferrari should have been over, out to overtake the truck. I will acknowledge to that. Be honest, fact, to I be wrote honest, it in my notes to that effect. Yeah, but that's thinking too much. You can't enjoy shit when you think too much. Thinking too much? <laughs> How is thinking that a sports car should be able to catch a truck thinking uh, but, too much? But now, was it so much that he couldn't catch it, or were they simply trying to be around it to say pull over? Because he did. He went up and said pull over, pull over, pull over. So they, they got next to it. They just couldn't stop it. How so long? I, I, I have not watched this <laughs> yeah, I in a very, very long Since time. 2003. But, okay. <laughs> to your memory from seeing it, I guess, just a little while ago. Yeah. How long did it take him to get up alongside that truck? Oh, well, they had to weave through traffic. Yeah. Well, not not <laughs> the traffic. They had to weave through the cars that were That's flying right. off. And so the, the, the reason the they couldn't that's... get past the truck was because cars were yeah. flying at them. Oh, that's a perfectly fuck. good reason. That's a... All right. There I don't it is. Even know we the won't issue. talk about any more. <laughs> Nigel eight. is at home laughing his ass off <laughs> yes, right now. Yes, he was. A friend of the show, Nigel, would be very pleased with that choice. Fuckers. All right, Wade. You're number eight. All right, man. My number eight. Is well, it's the car chase from Lethal Weapon Four. That's not a bad pick, okay? You know, and now this scene, I chose this purely out of the inventiveness of the scene because you know a cop story got to have a damn car chase in it for sure. But this one involves Riggs and Murtaugh chasing bad guys down a freeway, except Riggs is inside a demountable house which is being transported on a flatbed truck. Oh, yeah, I do remember remember this. this. Yeah, and there's like plastic like covering the thing, and he ends up through a series of events pulling one of the Asian bad guys in and Chopsocky fighting him in there, all the while getting thrown against like the plastic. They're almost going to get out stuff. And basically what happens is that finally the plastic does give and they both fall onto an upside-down table and are being dragged behind this truck at the high, on the freeway. And the truck doesn't stop because Roger Murtaugh tries to get up there and say, stop, and he's like, fuck you, fake cop, bullshit, badge, asshole. So how, that's long, how long did it take him to drive up alongside this truck? <laughs> he, did, he did it almost immediately. Oh, really? He did. He did it almost immediately. So, um, and can I just uh, add to listeners for the podcast that Wayne is Asian, so he's allowed to say things like chop sucky. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's permission. Um, I'll, take, I'll use and you know, take it any way I can. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is, I mean, it's not... 
it's it's just fine. It's just full of great moments, and you know, in, including the obligatory but still laughably good plowing into an office building and then driving all the way through the office block and out the other side, and then you're back on the trail. Well, of the what guys. I liked about that was they come out, they come out of the office building, they, they floored it, he's wrecked the car, and you're mm-hmm. thinking, oh, the car chase is over, yeah, and then the bad guy goes forward. And gets hit yes, by the truck. Yes, just takes it out. Take it out. <laughs> that was a good, satisfying ending Absolutely. to the car chase. Because the dude died like a motherfucker. Yeah. Which is kind of important, because there are a few car chases here that just kind of just end. Oh, one, with, one, of, one of the ones on my list is a really good car chase, and then at the end you're like, well, you just it? did all of this, and mm-hmm. then that tripped you up? What? Yeah, the, all right. Yeah, the Bad Boys 2 one is a little bit like that. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> it just kind of like, yeah, yeah, cut to the girl. Yeah. Let's not get Christian you, you, You're picking upset. a floor at the end of that chase. It doesn't mean it wasn't awesome. Go. Oh, okay. All right, Chris. Your number seven. Uh, my number seven was actually, you've already mentioned it, The Rock. Ah, okay. So you got on your list as well? Yep. yep. For all the reasons that you've said that I should. Yeah, basically, I just think, it, well, nostalgia, the Ferrari 355, uh, and I think San Francisco is a great place to have a car Oh, for sure. You, and Wayne, you were recently there. Yeah, I agree completely. Mm. Okay. My number seven, I think fans of car chases might be a little bit upset with how low this is on my list, although it's the seventh best that I could find. Hmm. So it's, it's still a, a huge compliment. It's one of the original and greatest. From 1968, it's the Steve McQueen starring Bullet. Bullet. I, I, sh- I assumed this would turn up on someone's yeah. list. Not on yours? It is not on mine. Chris? It's definitely on my yeah, list. Yeah. Look, I think this is the original San Fran Hills chase film, and it's kind of incredible for that. It's a couple of great stunts where... They, you know, power slide or handbrake slide through intersections, dodging cars very closely. It would have been even higher. And it does have a nice, satisfying ending too, as as we just discussed, with, you know, the car going off and and blowing up in a Mm -hmm. big, huge fireball. And my issue with it is, once we get outside the city, it kind of loses its intensity until he pulls the shotgun out and starts shooting at the car. It goes goes long. Even though it's only probably a six-minute scene, maybe seven-minute scene, it feels long in that middle section of it, to me. Well, the bit where he's being followed through the city first. The preamble. Gets, yeah, 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 that, yeah. yeah that's, that's sort of part of the scene. So it, it goes along for that reason. But it, no, it, it's great. It's great. I just felt too much pressure of having to include it in my list because it is on everyone's yeah, list. Yeah, and so. I can see why it is. I mean, if and you want to talk, about, better, to you want to talk about a trendsetter or a, or a, or a rule breaker or, or establishing what will come, yeah, it, this is the best of them. Yeah. Yeah, I think what you need to think about is that Steve McQueen is driving these cars. Really? Yeah, he is driving this car and he is driving the shit out of it. He really drove he it in all those scenes. He is absolutely driving all no those scenes. That is driver. Steve McQueen. Really? So right? did he get a stunt credit? Oh, well, I, I haven't checked the credits, but he's well known for doing this. Okay, um, well, that's, that is impressive. And not just that, not just that. It's not sped up. You, if you watch those cars, they're well set up and they are like at the limit. They mm. are absolutely caning around. And you're right, when it starts heading out into the country, a car chase, I think, um, really needs Obstacles. buildings or... What was yeah, it? it gives you a sense of speed. Sense of speed, much like what was what was a that? roller coaster? A uh, roller coaster, or, or um, what was the film with Leonardo DiCaprio? Uh, Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes when he shot when he shot the plane the plane films. Yeah. What he oh, realized yeah, was yeah, he could only shoot on cloudy days because that gives you the perspective of speed. Yeah. yeah, and that's the same thing with a car chase. A car chase, you need obstacles nearby. Reference, yeah, yeah, as a, a reference yeah. for the speed. And yeah, right when they head out into the country, and eh, you sort of lose that. But that said. It's really impressive. They're driving the hard, uh, driving the cars really hard. A couple of really iconic American muscle cars. I'm not that big a fan. The Dodge, but, right? Uh, yeah, a Charger. I think Dodge is the front Charger. car, yep. and the chasing car is a Mustang. I think the one that Steve McQueen's in. Yes, and it's a satisfying end to the chase. Yeah, no, agreed, hundred percent. You know, he bumps him on the side and sends him into a what was it? A petrol a station. Petrol station and yeah. explodes. Yep. And, <laughs> yeah, it's like shit. Yeah, that's right. Mess with me. Okay, cool. Okay, my number seven is a movie called from 1988 called The Deadpool. Now, this movie, 
I know, I know. This is not well this is known. Clint Eastwood? This is the yeah. fourth the Dirty Harry movie. Okay. Okay. You're just pulling them out of your ass. No, no. This is, is, is the one where they I, build I, up the truck or whatever? No. Look, first of all, I... I, re- I remember this one because I actually owned this movie. Okay. My dad used to have a client who on had Laserdisc, <laughs> VHS son, VHS. Going back even further. That's right. My dad used to get these like pre-release movies and stuff, and I'd have a bunch of them. So this was one of them. So I watched it over and over and over. And what's cool about it is the mystery Deadpool murder in the movie. He kills his victims by using a bomb-rigged remote-controlled toy car. Okay? And it's actually a petrol-driven toy, toy car. So the scene that I'm talking about... Oh, Jesus. No, no, this is great. This is fucking great. You watch if this thing... If it involves thing, a petrol-driven toy car... Dude, does it ever. The, dude, the, the killer is driving behind this petrol-driven toy car, and he's chasing Clint Eastwood in his own real car. Okay? Clint Eastwood's sitting there with his Asian fucking partner, and he's... <laughs> basically, it drives around, and Clint Eastwood realizes it's a bomb, so this thing is chasing him all the way through the city. And if you look at the actual scene, it looks a lot... Like those old bullet-style type scenes. It's actually a really good chase scene. The car itself, the little toy car, does some sweet moves and shit like that. And at the end, something blows up, but it is a good ending to the actual scene. It's worth looking on like. Okay, YouTube. I'll watch this again, because yeah. I, I remember the scene you're talking about, but I don't remember any details. Or... Oh, it was huge. Normally, it was, normally. Yeah, again, probably, you won't see this on anyone else's list. But yeah. Nope, definitely like, not. There you go. Deadpool. Okay, cool. Deadpool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's why it's on your That's list. That's right. No, no, I just thought of that now. I was. <laughs> okay, my number six is definitely the most recent film on my list. It is Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Ooh. After they, he tried to steal the equivalent of the knock list. And, yeah, well, yeah. Was it He's list? chasing after a, the girl the on the motorbike. Motorbike, yes. Yeah, yes, chasing sorry, after the yes. girl on the motorbike. And I just find this thing just really, really well done for a modern-day car chase. If you remember, it's got a li- it's got little comedy uh, actions where – what are the two? What are the two? Simon Pegg and Ving Rhames. Simon Pegg's in the car with Oh, that! Yes! I got mixed up. I know exactly what scene you're talking about. That is a great fucking scene. It's a great scene because, like, they're looking for Ethan Hunt, Mm -hmm. his two side guys. They're looking for him, and he just turns around a corner, smashes in, waves hi to them, continues on while being pursued by six motorbike guys. No, it's good. It's a good scene. And there's this one part part where he's got four motorcyclists behind him, and they do a bit of a product shot because it's a BMW M3, and they show the rear reversing camera start going crazy because too close collision detection. And so what he does is he slams the brakes on a little bit of handbrake and spins the car and takes them all out in this really cool scene, which which, to be honest looks real. I don't know if it is or not. It's let down by he turns into reverse and does this big backflip in reverse, and that's all CG. And I I don't like that, and you can tell... That's okay. No, I, I don't like that. But then, if that's not enough, he gets up, gets out of the car... And gets on a motorbike yes. and does yep, a motorbike yep. chase scene. And the motorbike chase scene really as well wicked. is awesome. Yes, it is. It's awesome. And I'm pretty sure he's doing all his stunts as well. So, like, uh, Yeah, it's yeah, TC. He, or... Yeah, he's caning it around <laughs> and he's going in between cars and, all, and trucks and all that sort of stuff. And it, it's going really, really well. And then he gets tripped up. And this is the one, one of the ones I was talking about. He gets tripped up by the girl that he's chasing standing in the middle of the road. Because that's what women do. No, but... <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> <laughs> but like he just dodged all these trucks, oncoming traffic, all this sort of stuff, I and re- then a pedestrian no, pulls him up. Not that you mentioned, I do remember that. Mm. That was funny. So, yeah. But a no. pedestrian that had meaning to him, no? Her, yeah. Oh, meaning to him. If I, I remember, know. you really liked that character, right? Woman, yes. The, yeah. the, the oh god, she was beautiful. Yeah, you seem to think so. Mm, no, well, no, no. no. I, I wasn't that big a fan. No. You're, you're old faggots. But I, I thought the movie was average, but I thought that chase was great. <laughs> all right. So there that was is. my number six, Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation. My number six, by contrast, is a classic film. We're going all the way back to 1981. Damn. And Mad Max 2. 
as it's known in the States, the rogue I knew this warrior. Hit list. Yeah. I knew this hit list. The scene where Max gets in his truck filled with fuel, supposedly, and leads all the bad guys away on this wild goose chase to get the fuel from him and subsequently goes about taking them out again. So it's a bit of an action scene whilst it's a chase scene. Still a chase scene, definitely. There's a moment where you know, we get a, a big chicken race where he drives straight into the big bad guy and destroys him. And of course, he gets a bit of help from the feral kid. It is an iconic film in the Australian film history and one of those which just about everyone who's a fan of action cinema knows so not much need to talk more about it i'm assuming it didn't hit either of your lists nope nope (laughs) there it is my number six mad max 2 only only because i didn't remember it to be honest i mean it's been a long time yeah well it has has. yeah yeah no it it good i've not got a lot of class for these ones but maybe you'll laugh at this one my number six is from the movie wanted and it's a 2008 yeah i fucking love this I gotta make sure I breathe hard enough on the mic so you can hear that. <laughs> no, 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 no. This fucking movie was great. I like the whole movie, alright? But the, the scene in question I'm talking about is a V10 Viper driven by Angelina Jolie, and she rescues James McAvoy from a dude by driving, who's, who's driving a delivery truck, uh, which can somehow keep up with the Viper. And it was, <laughs> this was full of awesome looking shit. Sure, it was ridiculous. The pickup scene where he, she does yes, the handbrake turn that's to right. pick him she up. She that, into I look, it with I, the door open, that scoops cool. him up. That was awesome, right? Yep. But that was only one of the awesome things. The rest of the fucking movie, oh sorry, scene, she's shooting out windows and the usual stuff, but she gets out in front and turns around while she gets him to, she's steering the wheel of the car with her leg. That's she's right. She's somehow avoiding oncoming traffic she cannot see, but then again, these people are super agents who have more some shit than everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought this whole scene and movie was fucking awesome. So that's it. So what number was that? That was number six, son. Yeah, I mean, I I breathed hard on the microphone, but I actually can see that. I mean, it was, if you're willing to accept all the the CG and the fact that these people are basically superheroes. Yeah, who can curve bullets in the air. If you're accepting that, you're accepting the CGI. But yeah, the the scene was, I, I thought... The driving the the car with her legs was novel. Yes. And James McAvoy being a bitch the whole time. And the (laughs) end of the scene, right, is where she realizes she's in a tight spot. There's a police roadblock up ahead. There's bad guys behind her, whatever. She has to get away. What she does is she she power slides the car right towards the police blockade. There happens to be a curb right there. And it kicks the car over in the air. So she flips sideways over the police blockade, giving James McAvoy time to say sorry in slow motion. Yep. The all four wheels hit the side of a bus, tipping the bus over so that she's upright again. Then she jumps like turbo boosts off the fucking truck yep. and gets away. That shit's class, man. And the best bit about that whole scene was it was all done practically with no special effects. Yep. <laughs> so what's wrong with CGI? One take. Yeah. <laughs> it's good shit. It's mm. good shit. I'm a big fan, but both of you can obviously suck a dick. <laughs> right, well, well, I don't know if it's mentioned, but like, I find that a car chase, CG is like the big no-no. Agreed. Like, well, not agreed, except when it, exas- it, it enhances the scene. There are certain films, and I've got one coming. One. Yes, I know the film. Yes. Um, As do I. I just find that a car chase, to build the tension, you need to feel danger. Yes. Yep. Yes, and fantastically looking CGI or whatever is not necessarily the way to do that. I'm not able to suspend yeah, my takes belief you out that of much. Yep. However, in a movie like this, which is showing Look, you if you're happy to bullet, accept that people were bending bullets, then... And I am. Okay, fair enough. Because <laughs> I know how to watch a movie. All right. <laughs> All right, we're into our top half of our countdown. Uh, your number five, then Christian. Oh. Number five is, I think, from 1980, is the Blues Brothers. Oh, really? Yes. It's actually, actually, 
What the fuck are you Not the in sync. Yeah, I'm not even sure <laughs> what song you were singing. What are you, then? like singing a marching band? <laughs> My actual favorite scene is not the in one, but the mall chase scene. Okay. Do you remember this one? Yeah, I watched it for this. They're, st- they're stuck oh. in the car park. Yeah. He says, I think... Um, you got me John into Belushi, this. Get me, me out. Get me out. And, and uh, Dan Aykroyd says, you want to get out? I'll get you out. And he drives into the mall. <laughs> oh, now I remember this. I'm st- I thought you were talking about the end scene with the backflipping car. The end scene is also good and like excessive. But the mall is great because it's a good mixture of like for a, such a comedy film. They're driving around this mall, smashing into everything. But... They're talking like they would be if they were just walking around the mall. That's right. Hey, they got Pier 1 imports. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this place has got everything. No, that is a good While scene. they're crashing through and all that sort of stuff. And the soundtrack is great. I mean, I guess technically this is a musical. Yes, yes. it is. I hate musicals. As do I. And this one I actually like. This, if there is one that you can hold up. I remember kids in the playground when I was in primary school talking about the Blues Brothers. Blues like, Brothers. Bluesmobile. Everyone knows. Everyone's on a mission from God. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Great. My number five has been mentioned already, so we're going to bounce straight back to you, Wayne, because it is The Raid 2. Oh, right. Yep. Oh, that high. All yeah, right. got to five. I apologize. <laughs> you haven't heard high yet, my friend, because my number five is The Bad Boys 2 Freeway Chase. <laughs> <laughs> Christian just took a huge shit in the studio. Just a huge one. <laughs> I'm about to take a huge shit. So, we're, we're right back to you. Number five. Really? Yeah, bitch. This fuck? shit is special. It's some special... Remember it like it's, it's the shit you. I remember the fuck out of it. Word. <laughs> How? Why are we friends? <laughs> I ask myself that every yeah, damn day. Every <laughs> time I see you. Yeah, every time I hear Tiffany playing in the car. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're number four. Me again, Jesus. Yeah, so we bounce back Jesus, that quick. Going so quick. Uh, my number four. You, uh, Wayne's already mentioned it. I can't believe this didn't rank higher than fucking Bad Boys. <laughs> But was the tank scene from Goldeneye? Okay, all right. So we all oh, no, cross ups have begun as they often do on the countdown. How can fuck it? You reckon you're a Bond fan? I am a Bond fan, and I've, you rank you know what? Bad Boys Two above I, that one. I didn't want like a whole, I didn't want five Bond entries in my list. You don't have to have five. What are you telling me? The next you, you got no, more no, no, Bond? No, 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 I didn't want. What I say is I didn't want more than one. Right, but that's me. Yeah, well, you could have put it in higher. That's yeah, all. Well, all right, all right. We'll just... <laughs> You obviously listeners can't see the way this studio is, is set up, but Wayne and Christian sit next to each other and I'm on the outside of that. I would step in between if I had if I could move away from my mic. <laughs> Moving right along then Let's to see. number four. It is the aforementioned CGI enhanced scene. It is the Matrix Reloaded's massive car chase scene. Four is low, man. Ooh. Four is low. Ooh. Well, well, well. This was a purpose built freeway. Yes. Shot over forty eight days. Tell me about it. And it features cars. Testify. Trucks. Motorcycles, mm-hmm. people who fly, yep. but that's the last bit. That doesn't really count. It's an amazing scene, and it's also got the action happening in the car. It's a little bit like the Raid 2 with the, yeah, yeah, the bit of, bit of martial fighting arts in the car. happening in there cool. and, and Morpheus using knives and swords and whatever else. It's very, very amazing. And yeah, I know, you watch it now and you see the agent jump from one hood that to That was the another. worst looking bit of it. It's the worst bit of the scene and whatever, but still, for sheer intensity and we... Did I feel no? Because they're in a computer program, so it gets away with it exactly. because it's all the in a computer program. The conceit of the film yeah. is that it's all in this computer, so <laughs> it's drenched in CGI. <laughs> this shit was beautiful. This scene was so it's probably the most well executed one of these scenes I've ever seen. Yep, and we haven't really mentioned. I'm sorry, I know you're going to jump in there, Chris, but <laughs> I haven't really mentioned it. But music is it, it can work or work against or for a scene, and this is one scene where it works for. I'll um, give you that. This music in this scene is really good. Yeah, and it, like right down to the you know, there's bits where the agents are ramming Trinity's car. And, yeah, 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 yeah. That's good it's shit. It's really Don Davis constructed, uh, constructed, choreographed, um, choreographed. You know what's we're looking for? Conducted, oh. arranged, and conducted this music in this film, and. Nice. 
Uh, he does a, a, a superlative job. Yeah. Not on my list. Not on your list at all? Nope. Couldn't tell. Man. Nope, not on my list. I mean, I actually, going back and looking at it, I mean, I hated the film. You guys you guys like the film. Yeah, we're, like, we're the only people it. in the world. We I get don't to understand, me. but okay, whatever. You like the film. <laughs> Fine. I actually think that a few of the things that maybe they spent their budget on, the camera at one point goes through a couple of trucks. You remember that scene? She's so. on the motorbike, I think, and yeah. the camera goes through the trucks. Yeah. And that's cool. That's cool. But, like, again, as I was saying before, completely takes me out of the film. Yeah. Like, I like feeling like people are risking their lives to produce this car chase in front of me. And what? no one risked anything in that, in that scene. No one risked anything. In fact, the yeah. oncoming traffic, that's not real. You can't suspend your disbelief and then buy into the the the, the, the conceit of the movie and enjoy it that way. No, no. What do you call? Like, so <laughs> <laughs> I understand. No, it's different strokes for different folks. But I mean, I think this might also be the same problem I have with animated films. I just don't feel. Uh, I'm probably a bit with you there. I don't feel myself invested oh, in geez. animated characters. Seriously, as much animated as films are awesome. <laughs> Uh, maybe I'll wait till my daughter reaches two years old before I can yeah. make comments. Then, but- you will, then we'll have this countdown then. What, episode yeah. 150 will be fucking the top 10 animated films. We'll have you back. And I won't do any of that shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who's up? You. All right. Number four for me is Terminator 2. Now, which one? The scene that I am talking about is the one that everyone remembers, which is where the semi-trailer is chasing... What's his name? John Connor. Yeah, I was going to say... <laughs> Whatever his name is, actually name. Yes, John Connor's Edward name. Edward Furlong. There it is. I'm glad you two assholes are here. <laughs> so, <laughs> but when the truck ba- busts through the the bridge, like yeah, they, on the LA aqueduct, exactly yeah. lands yeah. on there. Everyone remembers that scene, man. Yeah. This is on my list because, well, yes, it's iconic as hell, but it's also the thing I remember about being impressed with movies at the time. You know, this the the, the liquid metal thing that was very new yep. at the time. It was a great movie and a great scene. Oh yeah. And then even the fact that the truck bursts through that barrier, hits the aqueduct floor, like three or four, whatever stories below, and you can see Edward Furlong in the foreground of the shot reacting to it in slow-mo. And then the truck keeps going. Real cool, man. And then Arnie drives off the same height and on the motorbike and lands which, in... Well, which, I, which I was Arnie in, in inverted commas, of course, but and then lands and keeps driving the... That's oh, probably yeah. one of the most identifiable not... The actor. No, no, I know, I know. Like, that guy doesn't look anything like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, he's built like him, but that's Wow, well, I don't know. He's wearing a black he's, jacket. He's wearing, yeah. yeah, no, he's very stuffed and he's got a different haircut. Yeah, yeah. no, I know what you mean. But, but awesome. Yes, still awesome. Yeah, still, still awesome. a great stuff. Not on my list because, not because it's not awesome, but because, I don't know, I'd, it was two motorbikes chasing each other and I I just kind of thought car chase, I don't know. There's a car? Oh, you know. So, oh, so there's the a semi-trailer, truck. two motorbikes. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not saying it's a bad pick at all. Yeah. I'm just saying that's probably why it didn't appear on my list. I, okay. I was looking yeah. more for like... Car chase. Car chase. Yeah, very much. <laughs> <laughs> all right, good. All right, so top three. Top three. This one This one was a late entry into my list. Mm. And, and it hit um, three. Yeah, and it made as high as number three. This is... Uh, my number three is from... God, I think it's like 1984 or something like that. It is To Live and Die in L.A. I saw, I saw Did you guys see this? Yeah, yeah, I, I watched it in prep. It didn't make my list, though. I was blown away. I don't think I've seen the film. Now, To Live and Die in L.A., if I'm correct, uh, has William Peterson in it. Yeah, yep. we're talking CSI, man. And also, Ira from Mad About You. Trust me. Okay. So, <laughs> that's the guy in the car with him. Uh, also, William Defoe. Yes, Bill Defoe. I did see this back when I was a kid, yep. and I couldn't remember shit about no. it. And I saw this thing again, and I'm like, oh, that's right, this movie. I know the scene you're talking about. Well, I'm impressed to hear what, what, what impressed you about it. Well, honestly, I started it on YouTube. Someone said, you've got to watch this. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're going to compile all this, you've got to watch this one. Mm-hmm. So I watched it and I started watching it. It was you know, typical. It, it felt almost 70s 
oh, yeah. the film at the start. And there's this one shot at the very start of the car chase where they're following William Peterson's car yes, as yes. they're making a getaway, and it's following them on the underpass. That, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and it's following them on the underpass, and then the crane shot or whatever device I don't know they're how using, they I don't I, know how they've done it I in 1980 or whatever it was, starts moving up above the freeway. Yep. And as the two roads merge together, the underpass and the overpass, you then see the chasing car as well. Yeah. It was it was it's, awesome. It, it was, I, I saw that and I went, how the fuck did they do that? It actually is either, I, I'm thinking, it can't be a dolly because the dolly must be for fucking miles. They're going really fast. I'm, I'm not sure what they've done, but it's just a great shot. And that really kicks off the kicks off the car chase. And to be honest, I watched the first five minutes of this car chase, I think, and then stopped it thinking, oh, it's mm-hmm. not that great. And then later on came back to it and watched it all again from the start. And it just gets better and better and better. It does And, end and they end up driving into oncoming traffic yes. in some pretty awesome scenes. It's directed by William Friedkin and he's kind of renowned for his car chases. But anyway, we'll get back to him shortly. I was just really, really impressed. And actually, yeah, I'm surprised it made my list at all because well, you- I, I hadn't really considered it. And then, no, once I watched it, I thought, Shit, i got to include this. No, it's understandable because if you look at the, the traffic that he drives against, like the flow of, it's the most realistic-looking traffic that you would like. That's how you would encounter it. It's a very good inspiration way. for my number one film, and you can mm-hmm. definitely see where they've taken some cues and maybe set it in a better city and with better drivers. Well, mm. interesting that you say that because the feel that that car chase also includes the aqueducts mm-hmm. towards the end. Mm-hmm. And so everyone thinks that Terminator 2... Started this LA aqueduct thing, but actually, it oh, was really? no, this I film. Don't think, yeah, this film did. This film was the is first one, one? That, that, that did the LA aqueducts chasing. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I remember what's the Jack Nicholson film where is it LA Noir or something like that? Chinatown, no, mm, it might be Chinatown, yeah, but he's it, there's a lot of aqueduct kind of stuff going on in that one as oh, well. Right. In fact, I, the whole movie's about the water system of um, oh, China, that Angeles. is Chinatown, yeah, okay, okay, if there's, okay, maybe that's it then because I, I read a couple of articles. That I mean, saying, that might be the first car chase film, yeah. Through, I'm not saying they didn't ever you refer basically to when them. I was watching it, all I was seeing was Grand Theft Auto 5, which is awesome, yep. <laughs> All right, there we go. Your number three. My number three is a film that won't make either of your lists given what we have left. And that's okay because it's my favorite since we started doing this podcast. Hmm. And it is one long chase scene. Uh, except the U-turn, no doubt. Yeah, except... Well, <laughs> you can have, have U-turns. I guessed, have I guessed? Of you course can have you U-turns have. In, a, in, a case scene, in a case scene. In a chase, chase scene. Yes. <laughs> it is Mad Max Fury Road. Yep, yep, yep. Directed by George Miller, obviously, he who did also all the Mad Maxes beforehand. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. If you listen to this podcast, you hear me bang on about it enough. No kidding. <laughs> it is incredible, and there are so many action stunts. It's, it's You cannot describe how amazing this film is. Everyone's seen it who listens to this show, I'm sure. And if you haven't, fix it. I, I understand on my list, but I totally understand it being on yours. Oh, I understand it being on your list completely. Yeah. That's all you talk about. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> when we turn off recording, I will talk about it some more. Yeah. <laughs> Send me emails about it. <laughs> Can't wait for that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, is it me? Yep. My number three is The Car Chase from Jack Reacher. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. You're I'm, insane, man. No, man, listen up to this shit, okay? The Car Chase, have you seen... Might be just about time to put down these headphones Kiss and walk out. Kiss my ass twice. Have you seen how this thing is filmed? Look, it looks nice. It's boring as shit. It is not boring as shit. Jack, first of all, TC does all his own driving, all of it. That's one thing. So, you know, you're impressed with Steve McQueen. Second of all, can we Word. start referring to him as TC? <laughs> <laughs> T to the C T to the Oh Jesus that's better But the camera tracking shots And the close ups Are combined while the car's driving At amazing crazy speed That shit is hard to do And it looked wicked It wasn't boring at all Boring sure. And when the car stalled That was a real stall They just left it in Never it's not boring. even crossed my mind That's because list. you're both A bunch of fuck knuckles <laughs> 
<laughs> this scene is great. I totally stand by it. And just look it up on YouTube, people. I have. See if I'm not wrong. Right. I watched it for this list. Yeah. Yeah, I but you're it. an asshole. <laughs> Our listeners, on the other hand. Uh, they have taste, do they? Uh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Some of them do. Mm-hmm. Tuning in, right? Mm-hmm. I've uh-huh. seen some of your Twitter followers. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to call out the one that mentioned the Bad Boys car chase. Listen, I've for, for, forgotten his name. So. After the podcast, I'm going to fart in Inkster's face, Christian's face. So just, just so you know, I got your back. <laughs> All right, don't worry. We'll, go, we'll get to the Twitter answers <laughs> soon. <laughs> I, I'm a tad disappointed you already read that one. But anyway, number twos. Here we go. My number two, we've already mentioned, was Bullet. Oh wow! Okay. Oh, so Holy you're shit. my. You don't have my top two in your top two. Shit. Okay. Mm. Uh, all right. My number two is William Friedkin's, uh, in my mind, finest hour. You picked to live and die in LA. I'm going with 1971's The French Connection. Now it's a car chase, a car a chasing a train. Popeye Doyle. Yep. Yep. But it is a car chasing a train with the director in the back seat. With mm. no permit or permission and no stunt drivers driving literally against traffic for 20 blocks. That is very impressive, I gotta say. With no one being any the wiser. And the scene where the car hits the side of Gene Hackman's car, or yeah. as a Popeye Doors car, yeah, that was not planned. That's, that's amazing. And it makes the to production, no one gets you know, yeah. prosecuted. I, then I went and watched a research a little bit further because I was so impressed by this whole, like, okay, wow. That this, and so William Freakin doing an interview, I don't know. I imagine it's in the 90s, so he looks, he looks elderly. Yeah. And he's talking about putting the scene together. And the stunt driver was Bill something. I can't remember his last name. I'm, I apologize. But he revved him up by saying, yeah, Bill, I think this could be a lot better. This is not that good, the work that you're doing here, really. And he's like, you don't think it's that good? Get in the back seat. And film me from there, and I'll show you good. Really? So he actually antagonized his stunt driver. See, that's a director right there, yep. bullying a performance out of your actors. Even better was the person who was in charge of the New York public transit system. Yeah, so they said, didn't even schedule the train. We want, no, we want to be able to use the trains and refer to them. And he's like, no, 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 we can't let you have permission to show someone taking a train hostage and then just driving it around. Yeah. Well, okay, what will we do here? Was, well, what's it going to take? And the guy said forty thousand dollars in nineteen seventy one, and sh- a one way ticket to Jamaica. What he Are was going to drop his life? This is what he said. And I went. Mm, the the budget on the film was one point five million. Yeah. And so they took forty thousand of that, which is a substantial sum. Yeah. And they gave it to this bloke because he said, "I will lose my job when this comes out," and he did. Holy shit! <laughs> I didn't so, know this. It might be on my list if I had known that. So that alone, cool. that's the, pretty cool. The background story. I mean, it looks pretty good, but it is a car chasing a, a train. So I can understand why it doesn't make someone's list. But, but it didn't make my list because I got the tension because I remember that point in the film. Mm-hmm. I actually watched it again not that long ago. Not not for this podcast, but for some other reason. I yep. think it was on Netflix or something like that. And I get why some people rate it really highly, but it wasn't amazing watching back again for the podcast. Fair and I thought, Fair I'll enough. let it off. Yep. Okay. All right. But if I had known the history, I mean, maybe that I That does would've... actually make it cooler. <laughs> yeah, it does Does sound a lot cooler. <laughs> Pretty Jackie Chan of him to make a movie. Yeah, that that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> All right, there we go. My number two. Okay. My number two is probably everyone's number one. It is the car chase from Ronin. Oh. Yeah. Am I right? Yep. Can yep. we all just talk about it? Yeah, yep. we should talk about it. This, okay. is, this is my number one. It is my number one there we by go. a mile. By a mile. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Did everyone know that John Frankenheimer himself was a, was a race car driver? Uh, I didn't know he was a nope. race car driver. Mm, that's what he did. Okay. So it was known and expected, apparently, that he would have a Wicked Chase scene in his movie. Because God knows I don't really care for the No, but he also movie. shot Le Mans, the, the movie back in ah, okay. 1960 yes, yes, yes. or whatever. So he, he's well-versed in so how he's to that film guy. cars. 
that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't he also the guy that came on to the set of The Island of Dr. Moreau and tried to fix that film? Was it Frank Oheimer? I think it was. I think it was. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You guys need a car chase in this movie. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> anyway, that's yes. Right. Yes, he was the second unit. Okay. This is amazing. And uh, I don't know if you, in the research I did for the, the today's podcast, every other driver on that road was also a stunt car driver. Yes, and he bought he had a boatload of money that they spent on this, mm-hmm. and like I said, it was gonna, this was going to be my number one, but it just got pipped at the post. You're going to vomit when I tell you oh, why. I'm, I'm already vomiting that it's not your number one. <laughs> well, this is little on the inside. Little on the inside. You'll see. You'll see. But this is the only scene from the movie that I fucking remember. Like, oh yeah, well the whole movie is basically three car chases. Yes, right. You got the one at the at the start where they the gun deal or whatever yes, gone wrong. That's right. Which was you good. Got, you got the second one through the hills where they do the heist, and then you got this third one in in uh, Paris. And this is this is actually. Going back to what I was saying about Bullet being San Francisco suits it perfectly. Well, if you're going to have the best car chase ever, it's going to be in Paris. Why is that? And, because... Well, just basically small, narrow streets. Yep. Cobblestones. Those the tunnel scenes are just like amazing. Yeah. That car in before the music kicks in, which is and, when they hit the tunnel scene, or when the, the car. There's explodes. two tunnels. They got they got the tunnel. They got the first tunnel, and then they got the the wrong way traffic. Tunnel. Yes, that one. But but the first first tunnel, they've got a scene where the police car flips upside down. Yeah. And it's spinning. And in a lot of these car chase films that we've talked about, you'll have an upside-down spinning car. Yep. But in this one, you've got a driver coming at almost full speed as the car is spinning, blocking off the tunnel. And he yes. slides and past slides him, yeah. through. And you can actually see, if you watch this scene, that he is about to fuck it up. Yeah. Right? And he slams the brakes on a little bit and then guns it. Like, so there are drivers amazing. driving yep. their hearts out in this film. And they also bought, um, I think, a bunch of uh, right-hand drive Cars, much like we drive here in Australia, but obviously not in France. So they can film the actor. Yeah, and they sit Robert De Niro in the left-hand seat, and he's in pretty much all of the wow, scenes. Nice. There's, there's no yep. green screening. It's all real. Mm-hmm. They've got, what, 150 stunt drivers and ex-F1 drivers? Really? Driving in this, yeah. in this, I read, in this movie. I read close to 200. Yeah, so yeah. basically around that, around that number. And the, and the way it sort of escalates, it starts off with nothing but revving cars, mm-hmm. squealing wheels, some great little drifts around... Um, roundabouts and that sort of thing. And then they take a cue from To Live and Die in LA and they show the tunnel and they show the big up on the screen, one way, no entry mm-hmm. sign. And then the music kicks in. Yep. And the beat starts happening. Yep. And now you know shit's getting real. Mm-hmm. And shit gets real. That car is flying to in towards oncoming traffic at ridiculous speeds. Yeah. And there's no speeding up of the camera. It's all just drivers darting out of the way. And much like a lot of chase scenes in films are like almost like early video games, you just notice that there's not much traffic, not yeah. many pedestrians walking around. Just imagine like Grand Theft Auto 2 or, or <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 3. Yeah, you the you first need one. more RAM. Yeah, yeah, you need more RAM. You just can't happen but can't happen to notice that uh, there's not that many other cars on the road, not much street, uh, not many pedestrians on the street. I think that Ronan is one of the few films which actually fills out the streets and mm. uses it to its advantage. Yep. The whole thing is about darting in and out in between the different cars and the pedestrians getting out of the way and that sort of thing, I I love this. No, it was I great. love this. Car Even chase. like that's the thing everyone remembers as well. But like when you look at just how every car is being pushed to the limit, that's what makes this special. You know, yeah, it's yeah. all real. And yeah, this, this sorry, this was a movie for car fans. I think like everything about it is based around these chase scenes. The mm. movie itself, let's be honest, forgettable. No, yeah, it's, no. it's pretty shit. I thought it was shit, but the car chases great. And for me, as someone who. I visited Paris a couple of times, but once ran the Paris Marathon. I'm not going to say I could recognise streets, but you get a more a greater sense of a city when mm. you when you run 42 k's through it. I don't know how the hell they were taking some of these corners the way they were taking. No. It is a city full of these little weird dead end 
yeah. alleys and you just get lost so easy in Paris. There's nothing grid-like about it whatsoever. So yeah, that just added to my personal appreciation of it. I actually think also that a bit of an inspiration for this film was the uh, the sort of underground, illegally shot film where a guy in a, I think it was a Ferrari. Oh, their friends looking here. Yeah, a Ferrari 275 GTB races from one side of Paris to the other. And it's just a camera on the bumper? Yeah, just a camera on the bumper. It's called Rendezvous. I just I had to look it up there to remember okay. what it's called. But if you haven't seen that and you like Ronan, I advise you check it out. All right. All right, let's get ready to spew, Christian, because we're the only person who hasn't got their number one out is Wayne. That's right. And my number one is the Matrix Reloaded scene. Oh, Jesus. Listen up now. Here's how this went. I was tossing up. This was going to be my number two. Best and- cut scene ever? What is it? <laughs> That's what it is. It's a video game it's cut scene. Video- <laughs> and I love the shit out of it. I saw both of them side by side, and I like yeah. this one better. Yeah. So, you know. What are you going to do? <laughs> Paul is coughing because he can't believe my choice. Oh, my God. But that just means I succeeded. <laughs> It was one of a four, but fucking hell, the best car oh, you, you, you The ready. most exciting. Well, there is someone on Twitter who's going to be very, very upset with you in particular, with yeah. me, my secondary, because I will read that tweet in a second, but wow. Yeah, man. <laughs> no, you want to justify anything? Man, I thought this would be your number one. What you going to do? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, it was more exciting than the Frankenheimer one. What can I say? All right. Well, there we go. On that uh, <laughs> awkward with, note. With, with Matrix... Matrix Reloaded. Mm. Where do you place that? Like, how many stars out of five it, for you is the Matrix Reloaded? Oh, it's four. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah, man. <laughs> you really do like it. <laughs> All right. Here we go. They should have just stopped at one. So you no, don't, I, you I, don't I, think they actually, actually no, I, I agree. They should have. But this was still enjoyable for me. So, uh. yeah. Not the third one. Well, two-thirds of today's hosts have agreed that Ronan is the best car chase film ever, and one-third has said The Matrix Reloaded. We'll let you draw your own conclusions. Hey, just because you're all in the popular vote doesn't mean you're right! That's true. That's true. <laughs> okay, well, let's... Uh, any honorary mentions from anybody? Oh, yeah, yeah. I had honorary mentions. Up the way. Hey. All right, well, I'll start. I only had two. They were Blues Brothers, the scene that you mentioned, Christian, and the Bourne identity, the mini being pursued by the Parisian police. My honorary mentions were the opening car chase from GoldenEye, where he was racing from Kid Johnson. The tank chase, of course. Yep. And the opening car chase of Quantum of Solace, because oh, it no, was so beautiful. No. It was oh, a beautiful fucking... I remember that scene. No, that, that, re- that car chase reminded me too much of the Bourne Identity slash Supremacy ones. But this one was cool because it was shaky, Bourne. A little too, like... That one was shaky. You really thought it was shaky? Eh, okay. Well, I'm trying to remember. Maybe I'm getting a mistake. Well, you I... know what? I actually like that one because it was so beautiful. It starts with this, like, tracking shot from the ocean, then it goes, just, yeah, like, okay. fades in and out, then boom! It's just real cool. So, that's right. my three. And your honor instance, Chris? Uh, one of them was Terminator 2. Another one, this is kind of a bit of a surprise. As I'm searching around, I, I, I found... I can't remember which, which uh, YouTube clip I was watching, but someone mentioned, this is nothing. You have to check out Doom 2. What? What? It's a Bollywood film. <laughs> okay, red flag. <laughs> it's a Bollywood film that has a motorcycle, car, a motorcycle chase in it. And look, I, I, this is probably unprecedented, but I actually think that we should pause recording right now and you should watch this. <laughs> really? Because it is so ridiculous, I, I almost included it as my number 10. Wait, All right. Doom well, 2... Doom 2, it's spelled D-H-O-O-M. <laughs> All right, well, it's not often a special guest comes in with a request like this, so let's pause and we'll come back with our thoughts. Now it's time for ice cream. Or maybe some nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. What the hell was that? 
Oh, I'm not sure. It, I read it. You I said you almost YouTube comment. You almost put that on your number ten. No, I oh almost put it in my God. number ten because I thought that <laughs> I was thinking about putting the Matrix Reloaded as my number ten, but then I didn't want to steal your thunder. Yeah. So I then thought, oh, maybe I'd put that in. Just a oh my god! There's Bollywood techno music playing throughout, and we'll just put a link to this on our show notes. I think. Yeah, yeah. we can do that. That that'll work. Oh but god, that's just. That's... If you put this in your number ten, it would have made it your list less valid than Wayne. That's right, with bitches. Matrix Reloaded is number one. <laughs> oh, that's why I didn't do it. That's there cool. Go. Okay, great. Don't Paul so that, that was Doom Two, spelt with an H. Oh, that was Doom Two. D H O O N. Yeah, then apparently there was a number one. What a, what a pity we didn't get to see the the chase in Doom One. Well, like, according to the Google search, there's like four, five, six, and yeah. shit. So Jesus. that's that's scary as hell. All right, well All right. there we go. Okay, is that the end of everyone's honorary mentions? Yes, it is. Uh, yeah. Let's go to Twitter then because there was a bunch of them, and I'll run through them real fast. Accidentally TWT at accidentally TWT said. The Dukes of Hazard and Knight Rider would be their pick. That's TV. Yeah. Okay. Turbo jump. Now that I'm older, at I'm older PC agreed. Dukes of Hazard. The fuck? Yeah, there's a lot of TV love. It's all right. We get back into movies now. From the Dave podcast at Green Korean One. Goldeneye can't chase with a tank. Yep. Sounds like a good one. Ben hates it at Ben underscore hates underscore it. The final chase in Gone in sixty seconds, which he did clarify as the thirty-five minute chase scene. Yeah, that's good. Good friend of the show, Brentley Oliver, who a friend of the Epic Film Guys at Brentley D Oliver. Bad Boys Two Bridge Chase. What's oh, up, he's the yo? guy. He's the guy I wanted to call out. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? what was his name? Brentley. Fuck you, Brentley. <laughs> <laughs> Brentley, I got your back. That yeah, shit is off the Well done, Brentley. Great choice. Nice one, brother. He also said the uh, Fast and Furious Five Last Chase. What the fuck? So I think that was the one in Fast five? Rio, de Janeiro, Rio de Janeiro. Oh, with, actually, maybe Fast with, Five was the one I didn't hate. Yeah, with the bank. Safe attached to the chain. Oh, no, that one. Yeah, yeah we yeah. was taking out all okay. the other cars and yep. shit. Yep. All right. that was I'm glad no one mentioned like seven. <sighs> I didn't see seven. What about yeah. you? Know, you know what we should have had on there? We really should have had Fast and Furious, whichever one it was, six, I think, where the car is chasing the plane that takes 73 hours to take off down the runway. I didn't see that one either. <laughs> <laughs> well done. I do remember that one. Yeah. Okay, from Tumbling Saber at Tumbling Saber. Ronan. The chase from Ronan deserves to be there. Sure. So, yep. well chosen, sir. From Don Carpenter at Brack D. Barbarian, hunted with Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, this is one I actually read you mention, and I couldn't find it. So. I'm unfamiliar. Likewise, okay. I'm All not right. familiar either, so we'll have to one. check that one out. From Mackenzie Lambs, Lambert at MJ Lambert 1. Now, he's got a bunch of them. The Italian Job Original, mm-hmm. The French Connection, Blazing Magnum. I haven't seen that one. Highway Racer. Gone in 60 seconds. And this is one that none of us had, but uh, gets a little bit of love on Twitter, as you'll see. The finale of Death Proof with Zoe Bell on the bonnet, on the bonnet. of the car with Stuntman Mike. As he keeps them. ramming them yep. and trying to knock her yep. off. Right. Yeah. Uh, he did say then, he sent a second tweet to say, Blazing Magnum might be the most overlooked. Thankfully, the whole movie's on YouTube, but I didn't get a chance to go and watch the whole film. Doesn't mean I'm going to watch it. <laughs> Me neither. But, like the like the input. Yeah, Tumbling Saber then jumped back in and said, I'd also say Bullet, but I assume it's already been mentioned. Yes, it has. Good Good choice. Darth Grumpy, a regular contributor to the show and a good friend to the show, at the underscore angry underscore Sith, said to live and die in LA. My number three. Yeah, you are missing one hell of an amazing car chase. You haven't seen it. And Wang Chung did the music. (laughs) Good God, you sold me. (laughs) Everybody have fun tonight. (laughs) Uh, Likewise, Honor Knight at Honor underscore Knight said to live and die in LA. Deanna at LSB360 said the Italian job. That was a good one. Also gone in 60 seconds. And she did clarify. Are these people specifying like... The originals. The originals. Really? Because I almost put the the remake one on my list. 
Well, that would have just <laughs> denigrated it further. Yep. Pat and Jason podcast at Pat and Jason. They this week did their episode one, sorry, season one, episode 12 finale where they counted down a whole bunch of movie franchises and asked for a little bit from me. And I contributed uh, a small segment to their show and then they had fun pulling us apart. Uh-huh. Pulling me apart, I should say. Um, sadly, I can't pull this choice apart. They had Bullet as best car chase that they would nominate. I, then, think, I think if people are uh, big fans of American Muscle, yep. that would be their number one. Yeah, you one. can't go past yep. that. Well, check them out if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, not just because I'm on there because there is a great show. Then this is my favourite tweet of all that came back from Nigel Driscoll at oh, fuck off, Nigel. <laughs> what about Bad Boys 2? A friend, <laughs> a friend that I know, he can't stop talking about it. <laughs> Eat my sack, Christian. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Oh, that was awesome. That's and, good shit. That's and good Nige, shit. if you're out there, you would love to see Christian's face this point. Time is priceless. <laughs> He's drinking a beer and flipping off the mic. Nice. Uh, Sean C. I have shitty friends. <laughs> <laughs> Sean C.A. at Yes That Sean said the entirety of the Mad Max franchise, excepting Thunderdome. Good point. <laughs> Jennifer Hicks at Jennifer L. Hicks. Best car chases has to include The Rock. Hey, man, you just fucked up your Ferrari. Yes, yeah. that's good shit. Good choice, Jen. Well done. Kevin Pike from the, of course, the Something Podcast, Dan and Kev. The second car chasing Death Proof where the girls finally catch him up. Goes on for ages and it's awesome. You know what? That I whole movie went on for ages. Yeah, I haven't. This <laughs> That's is, a good point. Because you guys kept saying that shit to me, I haven't seen Death Proof. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, and you said. I kind of think it'd be up your alley. Really? Yeah, said, there's you, just you, a bunch of girls talking. That's what you for said. The whole <laughs> film. You, said, you said the movie is this. Talk, 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 car crash. Well, that's as, as Christian just you know, insulted you, you, didn't, you just decided to pay it no mind. Oh, shit, I missed that. That wasn't yeah. an insult in his mind. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Hey, I missed it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Oh, Listen to the podcast. Eat my dick. <laughs> there. <laughs> From Kyle Brown at Sucker Punch. Uh, if the Raid 2 car chase isn't your number one and you put the god-awful boring chase from the Matrix, you're dead to me. <laughs> Who is that? Who is that? Kyle Brown. Kyle Brown. Yeah. See, I didn't put it. I put uh, the Raid higher than the Matrix. So hopefully Christian has saved your listenership, Kyle, but thanks for the tweet. <laughs> uh, I'm happy with that. I'm playing from with From 1980s it. Movie Graveyard at 80s MVE Graveyard, Ronan. Ronan. Again. Nice. Yeah. And then, Christian, you'll be happy with this, from Crossover Podcast, regular contributors to the show, at MPS6, Blues Brothers for me, complete with the best car chase music of all time. Yeah, it was a good, good music, good movie. All right. And then we're getting towards the end here, from Chris Rowley, at Chris Rowley, bullet, hands down, the best ever. Mm -hmm. And that, my friends, is that. Thank you to everybody who got back on Twitter. It was a lot of fun to see some (laughs) of those tweets. Great stuff all around. So that is the top 10 car chases countdown for today's episode, for better or worse. Wayne, what are we doing next week? Next week is a fucking show which Paul fucking goaded me into, <laughs> and it's a horror special. See, we're going to review The Conjuring 2, Woo-hoo. and I just saw The Conjuring 1, so you'll get to hear what I think about that. But uh, after that, we're going to <laughs> we're going to review the top 10 horror movies. We're going to count them down. Sorry, we're going to count them down. Yeah. Exactly. We're going to yeah. count them down. And, you know, I've been watching horror movies all week. I'm going to be watching them all next week. I'll be a depressed motherfucker when I finally get back here, but we'll see how it all works out. I mean, we do have a special That's guest. That's why we had to get a special guest to compensate for your depression. Exactly. So, Jared, good listener and friend of the show, much like Christian today, will be coming on to talk about his favorite horror films. And cause... he circle jerks with Paul about horror a lot. So right. that's going to be a lot of that shit going on. I look forward to hearing your countdown because I honestly could not count 10 films that horror films that I think you've seen. Oh, man, I had the same problem before I started watching all before these. Before we got the list of recommended watches. <laughs> recommended from Paul. 
For Paul from four Wayne. No, no, for a few people, from a few people. Okay, good. I just you, don't, you don't just want the poor ones. No, yeah, no, I but I but I did recommend ones I thought Wayne would actually genuinely like. The human centipede. Yeah. No, no, I did not recommend that, and I didn't like that one particularly either. I recommended the human centipede three. What? Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> See, no, this no, is gonna be, look, it'll be interesting next week for sure, folks. <laughs> Jesus. The week after that, we have our next crossover in the... Well, we're starting to establish a bit of a, a line of crossovers, and we're really looking forward to it with the British guys, Gareth and Sam, Open All Powers podcast. We're going to be talking the best TV comedies. We're really looking forward to that episode. That'd be great. That'd Should be, be a lot great. of fun. It is a good show. Check them out if you haven't had a chance. And whilst we're on the subject of talking about future crossovers... Nick and I from the Epic Film Guys were talking during the week and we think we've established when our next crossover with them will be happening. They'll be on the show in late July to talk about Star Trek Beyond and an attached countdown to that. Cannot wait to talk to those guys again. Yeah, great fun. Okay, how do people get in contact with us, Wayne? If you want to find us on Facebook, just search for the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcast. And if you want to send us an email, we're at thecountdownpodcast at gmail.com. Awkward pauses aside. Yeah, I'm thinking it over. I'm like, gotta remember. <laughs> we are also on Twitter at the Countdown PC. We're very active on there. You can tweet us and we will respond. You don't follow me. <laughs> well, we tried to, and then you didn't follow us back, so we deleted you like a motherfucker. Oh, that's true. You're on <laughs> social me? Okay, that's a surprise. <laughs> on iTunes, please follow us there. Subscribe to the show. Leave us a rating if you get to do so. Thank you to the two or three people this week who did the same. We yes. have risen up the rankings a little bit further as well as a result. Thank you so much for that. And likewise, on Podomatic, you can follow us if you are attached to that website and you can like individual episodes there. We're also on Stitcher and Spreaker. I would like to thank our guest today, Christian. Thank you very much for coming on the show and helping Paul finger my asshole. It's been wonderful, <laughs> as always. Uh, thank you, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really appreciated the whole lube thing. Uh, so, I think the, the, words you, the words you were looking for there, Christian, were it's been an honor and a privilege. No, it hasn't. <laughs> Hey, when I write the blog about it, it's going to be... <laughs> no, it's, it's it's been good to finally, you know, be able to yell back at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah very satisfying, I'm sure. Yeah. Usually, I mean, lately I've started listening to your podcast as I run, and I thought initially that it would make me slow down, but actually I've started speeding up just so I can get home and text you how, <laughs> how wrong you fucking are. Anger helps a lot. Right, if you've got your hate mail, send it to Christian at... <laughs> <laughs> no. No, thank you, man. It's been a great pleasure to have you on. Cheers, guys. We'll have to have you back again in future. Maybe after you've moved back to Japan and then come back to here again, that can be your incentive to return. <laughs> wow, what are you like? You're selling it, man. Ball? You're selling Damn. it. Woo. All right, very that, nice. That and our presence here and, you know, and all the other friends in the group as well. Yep. So, that's it for episode 62 of The Countdown. My name is Paul. My name is Wayne. My name is Christian. Thank you very much for listening again, guys. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Bit weird, especially get, when you give playback. Oh yeah, Jesus! But if you've ever seen Everybody Loves Raymond, <laughs> you understand what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I do have a cold as well, so that should help that. Okay. <laughs> and then after that, we're gonna count down our favorite big ass wicked. Well, just car chases. <laughs> car chases. <laughs> we do that bit again. Take it back. Take it back. Take it back. Yeah, you want to take that again? Did you forget what we were doing? An unexpected box office success in 2013, the magic-based thriller Now You See Me was uh, 
quite successful. It was I fucked it up. I fucked it up. Sorry. My number six then is also a classic film. I say also, even though you just talked about a very recent one. <laughs> yeah, that makes no sense at all. But continue, please. <laughs> Maybe I'll start again. Uh, your number five then, Christian. Oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to unlock my computer. Oh, working oh, with unprofessional fucking, people. Yeah, so Motherfucker's got an apple. Can everyone just go back to episode one and suck a dick? <laughs> <laughs> I want to say shit on my beer, by the way. Just white smell. Oh, that might be the cream for the donuts. <laughs> Otherwise known as jizz. <laughs> <laughs> might be the cream from the donut. Might not be. Yeah. <laughs> might be some bollock champagne. What? <laughs> That's my good 